everyone. Welcome to DNF Happy Hour, the podcast that gets a little weird with books. We are your super cool hosts, and we're back from our hiatus. Uh, we got, you know, me, Mel V, fantastic, the lovely Jackie D. Hello. And then um, there's there's A down there with us. Oh, hi. Hey. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, bitch. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so today, for our first episode back, it's actually kind of special. So yeah, way, yay, we're back. But we have a special episode because we have a special guest. And he's special in many ways. Uh, we have Alexander James. So he is the author of the new novel, The Woodkin, that comes out August 23rd, right? That is correct. So, Alexander, welcome to DNF Happy Hour. We're really stoked to have you with us, um, especially knowing that we follow each other on social media and that you still agreed to be further associated with us. I actually follow you on uh, multiple accounts. Do you so really? I do. So I run a, a, a very small show called Critically Stupid. It's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. And that mm-hmm. was actually how I first encountered your show and... I thought your vibes were incredible, and I followed you on my re- on my regular normal human face account, and I still found them incredible. So that's hilarious and kind of shocking, maybe a bit concerning. <laughs> no, you guys are super funny because I follow you, um, I follow the show, and then I follow. Um, oh my god, Chris is the same, but he's always like changing his. Oh, name that would on be Twitter. Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. Oh my god, why am I saying Chris? I'm, I'm, having a stroke most likely uh yeah he he cracks me up with his stuff um and one day he actually messed because we banter back and forth mm-hmm. all the time and he, one day he messed me he's like like you're joking right like we're mm-hmm. cool i'm like yeah we're totally cool he's like oh, okay sometimes like i don't know if you're really digging at me i'm like no i'm like dude are you okay he's like no no i'm fine i just i just i just want to make sure we're cool i'm like yeah we're totally cool he yeah my boy my boy anthony has wicked social anxiety I felt bad because I'm like, he kind of told me, but didn't tell me that I was bullying him. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me that me. on a daily basis. I was like, oh, I was like, no, we're totally cool. I love you. I wouldn't even like associate with you or, or message you or comment you. I'd block you if I didn't like you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I felt, I really felt bad. All right. Okay. Let's dive in to this chat about the Woodkin evil evil fingers pause, okay pause We're, for effect so the book isn't out yet you've had arc readers i assume beta readers yes. um none of us for any of those so i just say that's fucking rude but it's fine true true no that's that's a fair critique actually i'll take that on the thank i'll take you. that on those thank you yeah so we have not read the book but i am going to pre-order it it comes out august 23rd like we said I'm going to pre-order it because I want to read it. Because I was reading, um, I was on NetGalley and I was looking at um, not NetGalley, it was Goodreads, Goodreads. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some of the reviews that have come in. This is why I love it. This book has no three stars yet. There's no middle ground on this book. People are like, it's fucking amazing or I can't fucking stand it. I love books like that. So I'm going to do it. And also, it just sounds pretty creepy and pretty cool. And I like that. Now, this is your time. To give us your sales pitch for this book. I want to know what it's about, and I need you to sell us so that we read it. Just ignore the fact that I said I'm going to pre-order it. Okay. Because maybe I don't. This is, li- this is life or death. Yes. This is real stakes. Okay. <clears throat> Have you ever 
gone camping and woken up in the middle of the night and realized that not only have you intentionally separated yourself from the safety of civilization, there is nothing but a sixteenth of an inch of fabric protecting you from whatever may be wandering five or six feet outside your campsite. Do I look like I would go camping? Well, Actually, no. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. No, no, no. Have you ever thrown? Have you ever been thrown from a dressage horse while sipping Chardonnay? I mean, actually, no. I mean, if we want to talk about that time, we can. Sure. Maybe another time. But no, I'm with you. Actually, I have been camping, and A has just convinced me to go. Somewhere, yeah, we're doing yeah, the Appalachian Trail. We're doing the Appalachian, oh, the Appalachian Trail. Is a bucket list hike for me. Well, we live on it. Like, yeah, you know for sure, dude. Yeah, I can see hikers like crossing the street here, like crossing to get onto the other part of the. And for a while, um, my husband's like, "Are these like hobos?" He's like, "Oh no, they're hikers." Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> we have an entrance to the trail by our house, so yeah, uh, we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna do Maryland to where we wait. Live. Who said Maryland? Maryland, like a week. I did because it's like a week. A week is a good. That's a good. That's a good time frame because it's like enough to like get in there and like lose yourself, but also yeah. That's like from halfway to Maryland. Did I agree like to the, a week? The western side of Maryland. Yeah, in the winter. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you agreed. You said you were going to bring your oh, bandolier, yeah, yeah. and I was going to bring the iron nails and all the other stuff because we don't we don't fuck around with the Appalachians. Bring my bandolier. It'll probably just yeah. have like water I'll bring bottles. The gun and the dog. I mean, it's useful. God, we're so off base. Okay, so we're in a tent. It's scary. Now what? So, what was I doing? Oh, I was pitching the book. I was so wrapped up in the bandolier, you guys. I was so lost in the Appalachian Trail. It was crazy. So this so book. Worried. No, it's crazy. This book was actually inspired by a long-term trek like that. So I live in Seattle and the Pacific Crest Trail runs from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. So there is a similar to the Appalachian Trail, albeit slightly less uh, famous, long-term haul through this state. And I was on, I'm jumping ahead in the outline. I'm sorry if this is the inspired story. I'm going to it now. No, get it. Uh, Get it. I was... I was overnighting, I was backpacking, I was 30 miles from civilization and I woke up in the middle of the night and I had to pee and I got up and unzipped my tent and it was pitch black. There was a, it was a cloudy night so there wasn't a moon or anything light and I, I was doing the business and mm-hmm. there was a person 30 feet away staring at me. Oh, see, nope, 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 mm-hmm. nope, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nope. That's nope. that's the elevator pitch for this book. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I, I have to pee, yeah. and I'm being watched. It was that, it was I mean, the it worst five where minutes you are. of my life. It really doesn't matter where that's you are. That story creepy. alone is no. <laughs> that's creepy. I could be in a public bathroom oh <laughs> if somebody staring at me. I'm frightened for my life. Okay. That's all you had to say is like, I was peeing and somebody was watching me and I'm like, fuck. No way. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, freaky. that's pretty creepy. Okay. I'm going to read it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Jackie's like, I, I don't like scary. I really don't. <laughs> all of the horror movies and books that she's done are because of me or it, because of the podcast or it's because she's like stranded on the couch because she's crippled right now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we're watching Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. And I just see her there in her phone like, oh, no, I don't want to watch this. 
It has to be broad daylight. It has to be broad daylight. I'm like, let me, let me turn that up for you, Jackie. You're missing the good parts. I was like, look, she got scalped. I'm like, oh no, I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And I stop at the bed and just lay down and sleep. (laughs) (laughs) See, A is my horror counterpart. That's where we get a little wild. We like it. But Jackie's, you know, that's her thing. That's her limit. I love being scared. And I'm such a scaredy cat, which I think is so funny for like, and like the average horror writer that I, that I uh, interact with, they're like, on average, we're, we're scaredy cats, but there's something thrilling about the idea of like just being scared and, and reading and watching movies that are like terrifying. I, I almost wonder, I think you have to have a pretty, like a healthy imagination, which also can, you know, get you scared, right? To sure. write horror because you really have to dive deep into like what is actually scary. It, so it, you should be someone that gets scared. I, I, I would assume that most horror writers really aren't like, nah, man. They're probably just desensitized to it if they've been doing it for a long time. Right? Well, there's it's curious because when you write, there's the there's the opportunity to get lost in your own words and sort of like you lose yourself in the scene which is like the ideal circumstance for writing because then you can lose two hours and crank out however many words and you really feel it and they're vivid and they're good but as a horror writer it's like two thousand words of like i don't want like i don't want to be here man like this is scary he's still watching me pee he's still like he hasn't blinked i know he hasn't blinked because i'm (laughs) watching him (laughs) two thousand words later Still watching me. Still that describing alone. him. <laughs> Could you imagine it's like a full-length novel and it's just you trying to pee while somebody's staring at you? I, it's I will be, I will be very forthright. That scene was far longer in the rough draft than my uh, agent and eventually <laughs> editor had me cut it down to because they were like, hey, man, cool it. We get it. He's watching this guy. <laughs> so I love that because, A, just... Um, her book is finally getting printed with our, our publishing company and let's go. Yes. And she's got a horror and I did the initial edit. We sent it through another edit and then, you know, I came <sighs> back and, and uh, cleaned it up after, but it's the same thing where I'm like, why are, why are we talking about this right now? She's like, because I'm like, is it going to come up later? Are we supposed to care? She's like, um, <laughs> No, but I care. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop. No, let me. So she color, she color coats her edits. Okay. Right. And gave me marker PTSD. So if I see anything highlighted, the first thing I start to do is look at it. Like, why is it so broken? And why are four colors on three words? That's, that's pretty <laughs> insane. That's pretty. I'm going to say, I'm going to get down on A side. That's fucking wild. Listen, it was the wrong use of the word. It was the wrong tense, and it could have been better. You should see Mel's tabbing for the the other podcast. Oh, the tabbing I go, I go is all in. insane. I don't have any quite in my reach right now because a lot of them are still in boxes or like just spread out randomly. Everyone can see. Um, I haven't. There's bookcases everywhere, and they're not. I was like, got really excited to set up all these bookcases, and now I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. All my books are so I don't bad. have enough books. <laughs> no, no, they're just in boxes. I'm like, oh, okay, this okay. Is too, this is too overwhelming. I can't. I can't possibly. So I'm just going to live like, you know, out of boxes with my books. We have that type of relationship. Don't worry. 
we just went off topic like we always do. It's okay. Okay. So your character gets out of the tent, has somebody watching him pee. Mm -hmm. Now, is that your favorite character? So the this book has a very small cast. So mm. my favorite is actually, you know what? No, it's not. I have a different favorite. Okay. I would like to know. Um, his name is Apple Tree. And he is a through hiker, which means that he is going from the Mexican border to the Canadian border. It's what you what is called the person that does the whole the whole trek. They do it on the Appalachian Trail as well. You through hike. You can through hike sections. Um, so, for okay. example, the Washington section of the Pacific Crest Trail is Section J. Uh, I'm, I don't know if the Appalachian Trail is broken up similarly, but you can through hike chunks of the trail, or you can through hike the whole thing. And Apple Tree is a mishmash of every older like mid 60s to early 70s old man that i've met on the trail who wears like khaki shorts and dusty keens and has like a button-up shirt and is the friendliest person in the world and will out hike me every day without effort yep he's just like faster faster at a walking pace than i could probably run I just picture you like jogging with your little backpack on. You're like, I'm going to do it. And he's just like, hey, what's up? Good morning. Straight, <laughs> Straight past you. Straight yeah. up. Or I, even I better, like I'm paused, I'm paused at, the, at, at a corner of a switchback, panting like a bellows and sweating like I've just run a marathon. And he just comes blowing up the trail like, hey, what's up? Good morning. Great day for it. Like and not like, even a Breathing through his place. nose. And I'm like, are you broken? <laughs> Those are the type of people that I go, who hurt you? Mm -hmm. who hurt you that drove you <laughs> to this because that there's something wrong nobody is that happy okay so fun, you have to be a, happy to do that 100 percent. a fun facet of through hiking and uh mel and a you might actually get to throw down with this if you through hike a section you get to pick a trail name apple tree's name isn't apple tree I actually i have no idea what, a, what the character's real name is because he goes by apple tree because he's on the trail so you pick a trail name oh do, do I get to like put that on my license? I think probably. No, I I don't know how it works with the Appalachian. I want like I would do it if I could. I want it on my name. I want it on my license, like Melissa Mel Apple Tree, or something. I deserve it if I do it. Well, you can't have Apple Tree. Apple Tree it's is not, mine. It's not an if. Use me as an example. I'm gonna need to, sir. Calm down. <laughs> it's not a. It, that's not a if. When? That's a when. Uh, that's true. Fair. That? When, it's, it's when, when we do a through something something. I just learned this term today. Because uh, apparently, I agreed to a week. I feel like you child me when I was distracted, <laughs> and you made me agree to something. Because I'm like, was I on my phone when this happened? I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. We were we were at Starbucks and then I was like, I'll bring the nails and that's how we got on the, the bandolier thing. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So Mr. this Mr. Appletree, who's mm -hmm. way too motivated. When your book gets adapted, who do you want starring as Appletree? Oh man. They Oh, it's not Jeff Bridges. It's the guy I always confused for Jeff Bridges. He played President Snow in the movie adaptation of The Hunger Games. It's Kiefer 
Sutherland? Uh, yeah, no. Kiefer Sutherland. No, yeah. uh, was no, it, Don- it, it was Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, yeah, the Donald other one. His dad. Kiefer's the son. Yeah, his dad, yeah. Donald one, Sutherland. Yeah. He's going to die. Like, if you blink at him, he's so <laughs> old. Listen, we are working on a limited timeline, and I need Netflix to step it up. <laughs> that's ageist. I'm just letting you know, A, that's ageist. What are you are talking you about? It's not ageist, it's a fact. He's an old man. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out, okay? Ageist. He's probably going to mm. die before this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. This episode's going to drop on the day that <laughs> Donald Sutherland oh, kicks it. Oh, it just took a dark oh, Don't. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Melissa's sleeper cell mm, will take true. the blame. It's true. Says it the ageist. Out. Says the ageist. Look, 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 look. I'm look. looking. I just pointed. I just pointed out. You know, a, a notable fact. Oh, is that you're just you're just restaking your claim? Is that what's happening? Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. That was yeah. that was really that was great input. Really added to the vibe. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we got John Sutherland just hiking. So we're gonna make this. 90 year old dude hike yes. the mountain. Yep. He's got to do his own stunts. And if you're 90 years old, stunts is walking. Okay, would there be stunts? Um, but like actual stunts? No, like he doesn't drive a motorcycle off a cliff or like run onto a moving train. Well, then I don't want to read this anymore. Like, I, where, what you know am what? I That's fair. Of? I lost the whole audience right there. I, I Just kidding. He jumps onto a moving train. Oh, Sold. for real? No. Okay. All right. Fine. It's fine. Fine. We get, like, 2,000 words of a guy watching you pee. I'll do with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. All right. So we have Donald Sutherland, 90-year-old, just hiking up mountains. That's what we want. Picture that, right? This is, I actually, I think that's going to be great. Now I can't wait to read it because when this character is introduced, I am literally just going to be thinking of Donald Sutherland dying on a mountain in Washington. Like, I'm going to be thinking of Donald Sutherland's corpse. Yeah. I'm just going like, to picture him like what color, like coat, you know, like Mount Everest, they have the markers and they just basically mm-hmm. use, you know, the people Bodies. that have, yes people that have met their demise on that mountain r.i.p it's like you know green red but i watched the whole documentary on it i'm not going to mansplain to you sorry but that's what i'd be picturing but they would probably remove the bodies from these trails right or maybe people just are dying on them i don't anybody i'm pretty sure they have park rangers that patrol for stuff like that yeah, when you're found, your That's body the thing. gets That's the thing. A has, A has put the oh. nail exactly on it. It's what happens if you fall off the trail and nobody finds your body. You can fall off you don't the get trail? Found. You don't hike much, do you? You can get lost. You can get lost. You, wait, but oh, getting lost get and lost. falling off are two very different activities. That can happen on the, mm-hmm, on the Appalachian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where the hell are we going? Mm-hmm. I got you. Don't worry. You're good. (laughs) And besides, you'll be the first one. It gives me time to run. Yeah, does have final girl vibes. No, no. um, We've we've discussed this at length. Um, (laughs) 
if we come across like you know racist police you know then i'm just like oh fuck hey you're you're done for i I can't help you but if we're together and we come across a serial killer that's it it's me Mm -hmm. i'm taking i'm taking away i'm going to be somebody's trophy and where a lives Mm -hmm. i fear for my life every single time i have to go over there somebody lives there it's Didn't you guys say you live ten minutes from each other? Okay, you don't understand. Yes. She lives on the mountain. <laughs> I live and I look at said mountain. Ah. Yeah. My roads are flat. I drive to her house, <laughs> and this is always what happens. We're going to go on a tangent here, about, but we're talking about mountains, so it's relevant, right? Right. Totally, okay. totally, totally. She's in the car with me. Mm-hmm. I tell her I never want to drive alone at dark when it's dark from your place because the first time it happened, it was absolute horror. Because my GPS was like, "Oh my god, no! I don't. I'm just rerouting. We have no idea where we're going." <laughs> but the whole way up to her place, it's working just fine. And I told her this last time. I go, "You're gonna get out of this car, and the second you get out, it's gonna start saying rerouting." And she's like, "No, you're fine. Listen to me. Just listen. It's easy. You're just gonna turn around. You're gonna do a six point turn, and then you're gonna make a left, and then right, <laughs> and then right, and then left." And I'm, like, I'm just like, "Okay, okay. Uh, I heard left, right, right, left. Um, the only turn that I got correct was the first one." <laughs> and just so you understand, I have like, okay, so. My car is not made for this at mm-hmm. all. My husband has like a pickup truck, right? His car yeah. is made for it. Mine's not. Mine is a BMW 2 Series. Like it is not meant for this. So like, I don't want to drive in the dark. Drop her off. She gets out after giving me her convoluted directions. She's It's easy. What do you mean? You tell that when my face is all up on the news because they found a serial killer. And like they found my license Look, on the street. It's because you drive twenty five miles in a fifty five. <laughs> it was expect? dark on a mountain. <laughs> it was. I still had it in sport mode. <laughs> anyway, she almost ran over kittens. Whoa, too. whoa. Okay, hang on now. It's all fun and games until somebody <laughs> threatens a kitty cat. Okay, okay. Listen. No. What had happened was it was dark. <laughs> It was dark, and she's taking me down these backwood mountain roads. I've never been on this road before. There's no way. I've never. You took me on a weird road. Yes, you have. No, we've been there multiple times. So we live out in the country. It's dark. It's exactly like somebody could be standing 30 feet away watching me pee. Kind of dark. We're driving down this road I've never been on in my life. It's dark. I see, like, the reflection of eyes, but off to the side. So I think, I'm like, oh, it's an ad. Like, what is that? Is it a fox? Is it a bear? Is it a serial killer? Like, what is it? I, mm-hmm. But I'm looking towards the side of the road. I didn't realize that it was a cat, and said cat's kittens were in the middle of the street. <gasps> so, I'm like, so I'm like, what? what is that? What is that? And Abe's like, why aren't you stopping? And that's why I just slam <laughs> on the <face. laughs> She slammed on the brakes like five feet oh my from God. the cat died. Because she's she's literally, but she's like, what is that? What is that? She's, <laughs> she's just like barreling forward. down the street. What is that? <laughs> We're looking at two different uh, things. I'm looking at Mama Cat on the side. And she's, oh I didn't realize God. it was kids. So I stop 
that we stay there. And then I had my white girl moment where I'm like, oh my God, they're so cute. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did that. The mama cat like ran, and then the one kitten ran across, but like they ran opposite sides. Like one ran to the mom and one ran the other way. And I'm like, I'm not going to move because the second I start to move, that other kitten's going to try and beeline back to mama. 100%, so we sat 100%. there. We- Sat there for about five minutes. Then the cat, like the little kitten, runs out. It was so cute. It's like running through, and I'm like, ah, it's so cute. And then we started talking about serial killers. As as one does when you're in the backwoods roads. Yeah, because I told her it's dark, and all these places over here look like they house serial killers. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's several on your mountain. And I'm gonna oh get lost God. when they come. We we don't live we don't live where the feral people live. Kind, kind of. of oh, there's a world of nuance in that kind of though, isn't there? <laughs> Do you want to stand by that claim? We're gonna talk no feral no feral huh? at all. There's I'm there's pretty sure no you got a blue person up on in... that mountain too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Like this Kentucky what are you about? You got one of them up there. What? I seen it. Mm, that's that's why when we're hiking, I'm, I'm gonna have iron nails. What are the nails right. for? Oh, multi-purpose. Things. Wait, I, what? Yeah. What are? There's a so there's a whole bunch of lore with the Appalachians. They're the we oldest mountain range now? in. Oh, there's old girl. Oh, oh no, for there's, real though. There's for real. so much, <laughs> so much. So if you hear your name, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. If something is calling out to you, oh no! And you hear something, no, you didn't. Hey. You don't look at the hey, tree line at night. Red. If it goes it's deadly okay. like still, this, you're in I danger. Like, like if it just goes, it does. Light, it does I'm very much look like she's like dropping like heavy knowledge. Yeah, you. Yeah. Out. So the iron nails keep you protected. Like if you decide you want to go venture into the woods, and you just get this weird sense of dread, you walk backwards. You don't run. You walk backwards out of the woods. But what's you don't out turn there? your back. You walk. <sighs> what I isn't mean, is out it there? Like good content. Uh, there's a there's a lot of shit in these mountains. Hey, I'm white. I'm like curious. A lot, a lot. Like, what do you? I want to know what's out there. If something's calling my name, stuff. I like, want to know what it is. Okay, well then you'll <laughs> die. Don't, you don't. While I'm know sitting what it here, is. no, 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 watching um, you. No, a. If it's a paranormal, I'm I'm last girl. You're you're going first. Okay, you say that until you. Mm-hmm. No, that's not. the rules. Because I didn't hear mm-hmm. it. That's the rules. I'll, I didn't hear it's it because I'll do something mm-hmm. stupid that'll get you killed. That's what's gonna happen. But I'm not going. Are you so mm-hmm. damn dumb? Uh, that's why I'll have iron I nails. I still don't know I'll what these nails are for. Iron okay. nails and black salt. Fine. I like that. You, I like that one person is going into this Appalachian Trail, knowing the lore and knowing what to bring to protect you, and the other one is just going in with her wits and no prior preparation. And that's the person that's like, "I'm gonna be fine. I'm going to yeah. be fine." Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the spirit that I'm going in with, which is why, in the paranormal sense of this, I am last girl. And if it's a hillbilly situation, I'm also last girl. Think of like the hills of ice. Last girl, you are going down first. If there's a serial killer and we got some Dahmer shit or some Bundy shit, I'm going out. First one, down. Yeah, but see, I'm not going to be that person that's like, oh, why are all these wires across the road? Wait, I'm going to turn my ass right around. Really? Just not going <laughs> to answer the question. <laughs> no response. Fine. Fine. Don't, I don't want to know anyway. I'm just, I'll just do what I do there. 
anyway, let's talk more about this book about people watching people pee on a trail in the dark. (laughs) My favorite topic. Let's get into it. I want to talk about reviews right now. I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but have you been in Goodreads? Have you looked at them? Have you read the reviews? Have you interacted with them? Uh, 0%. I am the, uh, oh. I'm the owner of the contentious opinion that uh, review spaces are not for writers. I don't belong there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect that. I, I believe I agree wholeheartedly. Do I find fault in authors that like kind of just go and silently kind of look and get feedback from reviews? I don't think that's a problem at all. Uh, But it's the ones that are like, oh my God, this person gave me two stars. Yeah, they didn't like your book. Straight up. Like, and the thing (laughs) is, is like if you're, if you're using those reviews to, accumulate feedback for future books as in like this person has a problem with my style let me take a look at my style and see if I need to make objective changes to make my prose Mm -hmm. clearer fine perfectly valid if this person just didn't like my book I'm not gonna do anything to change their opinion and I would even take it a step further and say if they don't like your style or they don't like um you know the content that you that's also an opinion, right? I mean, yeah, if your exactly. editor is putting it forward saying this is sound, then they don't like your style. They can find another author that they like and read their book. Um, do you think that there's way too many authors out there that are taking reviews too personally? Do you think they should take them personally? I think that it all it all depends on where you are in your writing journey. I think that if you are newly published, there is a tendency to take it all on your chin. Every piece of feedback is important and crucial and weighs heavily on your soul, and there's a tendency to dramatically overact on it. Like, I have, I am, this is my first book. I am newly published, but this book has been through fuck me, four rounds with my agent before we even sent it on sub. And then I went through another three rounds with my editor. Like, this is a good book. I think this is a good book. If this, if the readers don't, fine. Like you say, they don't like my style. They can find another book. There are lots of them out there. I think that there is a common trap with writing that people, people will read a one-star review and think, oh my God, either this person has treated me horribly unfairly and I need to, to call their name out on the streets. Mm-hmm. Or this person hates my book. I need to change things about it to make them happy. Neither of which I believe is a winning strategy. Yeah, especially changing the book that's already out. It's like, no, no, that's it. That's that's your version. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. I actually don't. I'm not a big fan of the books that come out that are um, a lot of edits have been done. Because then I'm like, we talk about this. Jackie and I talk about this on our Read, Watch, or DNF where we discuss the adaptations where when the author is involved in the production of the adaptation and allows so much to be changed for me i go did you just change your mind on your own story Mm -hmm. or did you get bullied into this because if you're in the production i'm assuming you signed off on this like margaret atwood in handmaid's tale (laughs) 
Like, make up your fucking mind. How? Because there's another adaptation of that. I don't know if you know this, but like, was it 1980? Is that or 1990? Uh, no, 1990. Yeah, 1990. It's a movie that actually got us banned on TikTok. Um, <gasps> we didn't realize because it was like, oh my god, it's 16. I was like, 16. Oh, that's that's the radius. Can't be bad. No, I mean like it's full on. Like out of nowhere, there's just nipples like pressed up against the window. Cool. And we're like, holy shit, Jackie, what is this? Because we were yeah. doing a live thing with it. Uh, and we did get banned. But we have that movie where she co- sort of totally changes the story. And then we get into the Hulu series where she definitely changes the story. It's like, Margaret, baby, like, what did you want from this? Now well, I, I don't trust you as an author. <laughs> I, I I wonder about that, though, with when it comes to adaptation, specifically for TV shows. You're taking a single book and adapting it into a multi season television show like at what point do you run out of the original content like you can't you can only stretch a book so far before the author has to fill in episode gaps with their imagination i would assume well in the handmaid's tale it is a series, a series. Yeah, i'm pretty sure yeah like the yeah there's two books okay but season one is book one mm-hmm. does it does season one veer from book one a terribly great amount yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then well, I'm wrong. The book is a fever dream. So, but, yeah, the series was actually like series, like season one and season two are pretty good. Season three, because that's I don't, where like the now so it's hard. not. There's no original content, right? It's it's going off of like let's yeah. just do it's it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Season seven and eight just fucking destroyed it. I mean, there's <sighs> a lot of nuance there, but yeah, you have content which they also changed, but that's fine. We're not going to get into that now. A lot of it was just them aging up characters. So I'm like, thank God, thank God, because they're. Hey man, hey, they'll, those characters, those dudes were like 13 when those books started, and we cannot. Yeah, the yeah. the freaking the battle of the brothers. Like everyone was like, oh my God, it's so sad. I'm like, no, it's sadder in the book because he's like four. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. not getting into that, but yeah, so you have content from the author so it's like this is amazing oh my god these shows are so good and then we get to season seven and eight where now it's all like he's just a consultant on it mm-hmm. so you have other writers adding their take and we're like this is really bad and you need to refilm all of this right now which they won't it's okay so okay I will tell you though that I did read all of your reviews. There's there's several there, but it's it's not even out yet. So these are all coming from you know arc readers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved every single one of them. I loved every single review. The fact that they're all uh, they're, I like a polarized spectrum because I don't believe in milk toast individuals as a as a theory. So like if you hate me, great. If you love me, also great. If you feel ambivalent about me, that's the only time where I'm like, hey, hey. Either. Make make your mind exactly make a decision. That's why the immediate because you know we're doing research to come out. I just want to make sure that we because we weren't able to read it. We like to be able to like read the content and know about it, but it's it's not out yet. So it's like, get the good reads. I'm like going through everything, and then I see the reviews and the star the ratings, and I'm like, there's no three stars. There's not a single <laughs> three star here. This is gonna be amazing because it's like five, five, four, four, and then it's like one, two. <laughs> so I go and I like. And I'm like, oh my god! But the the one stars and the two stars didn't leave like either they didn't leave a review or not like a 
fleshed out review. It's kind of like, uh, uh, horror. Uh. Like, why are you reading this then? Um, <laughs> but the, the four stars are, are golden. Like it's, it's going to be a good book. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. I, Jackie and I have been doing this for a while now with the reviews and we, we got it down to a science. We can look at reviews and be like, I know if this is going to be good or not. Cause when you get all three stars, it's shit. I'm telling you right now, if you got nothing but three stars, it's shit. It's something about it. They're like, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but I hated it. That's a three star. The thing is, so reviewing, and I'm going to get off on another tangent here and I'm sorry. Go for it. This whole thing, but like, mm -mm, so I'm I, I have beta read a lot, like a lot as a writer. Like I have a critique partner and I've beta read everything that they've written and I've beta read for other people. And it's such a curious thing when you're beta reading and giving feedback into something that somebody else is writing and revising because there's the tendency to say, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. And I find that that mentality hurts you as a beta reader, as somebody giving feedback. Mm -hmm. That is your job is to get, now there's a way to give feedback without hurting somebody's feeling. That is communication and that is a separate skill. But no, being I a beta only reader, give feedback to A to hurt her feelings. I listen, three three highlights on one word is excessive. It is too much. Listen, that actually didn't happen. She's exaggerating. Maybe two max. No, it was three. It was three had three different colors. Okay, so what happened is there was a thing issue with the word. Then I what had happened was there was an issue with the word, so I highlight. Then I come back and now I'm giving her like the um, phrasing. So they, the phrasing's mm -hmm. off. And then I came back and it was a matter of context and like the tone of that section. That's probably, I, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, yep, so don't hurt, don't hurt feelings. I'm like, you know, do what you want to do. But go ahead, continue. So don't hurt feelings, the, beta. the idea is similar in reviews where it's like, if your job is to leave, like you are leaving a review, you're telling people what you thought. Are you really saying three stars meh or are you saying like this is secretly a one star but i don't want to hurt their feelings or yeah like, a is I, like that what happened stop throwing me under the bus what, what, what happened so a and i do a lot of net galley reads and i don't care <gasps> if it's a two star you're getting two stars and i'm going to objectively say why i'm giving it right i'm and nothing is ever an attack on the author unless it's something egregious but if there's something egregious on the author, then it's a one star. And I'm going to let you know that you're a piece of shit. Um, sure. But I, she's like, well, no, I just want to give feedback like privately. I'm going to give it to public. I'm like, no. Post it and rate yeah, it. Yeah, because if <laughs> – like I'm still stuck on one book. Like I wrote out the review for it. But I really think that I'm just going to send it feedback because it was just – it was so chaotic. So write it. That's just – that's – I don't want to put it out there. There's there's something for, to say, to, to be said for like I don't want to I don't want to post it. Like if it's really one star and you're like this is a one star review and I'm gonna be honest about it, and you just don't want to put it out into the world, like that can that not be don't, valid? No, don't coddle her. Mm -mm. You you will lose. The you will 100 lose this argument. Point I have of daily. receiving an arc is so that you give honest feedback. True. So if you're not posting it, you are skewing the feedback. You're skewing the rating of it. I, know, I okay. I there's a book I, just... I really wanted to like this one. I thought I was going to give it three stars about midway through because there's just some other issues with it. 
how it ended, I was like, no, two stars. These, like, nothing Whoa. was closed up. There was no closure. Um, I'm big on that. Like, if you introduce something and you just forget. Is that the hotel key no. one? No. Oh, that was a one star. I gave that one <gasps> star. And I was, I was <laughs> actually, that review, it probably was super funny. My reviews, I kind of keep them quirky. But that one, I was angry. And I, I went off yeah. in that review because it's absolutely, there's just so much context up in there. I was like, there's something wrong with this author. I didn't say that in the room, but <laughs> there's, I'll, I'll, post, I'll post the review. You guys see there. But I posted the two star and mine was just like, this is such a cool concept. I was like, it's written actually pretty well. I have some issue with the dialogue because their dialogue doesn't fit like the setting. They're just mm. speaking like too eloquently for being, you know, basically feral. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff that's introduced that's never closed up. And then the way it ends, doesn't leave you thinking like I do, I'm pretty sure it's not a series it's a standalone so it just kind of ends and I'm going what where am I that's when I was like two stars and I wrote all that in there and this is why I ask about authors in reviewer space because I had posted it and then it pops up in Goodreads too uh the author liked it I woke up to a notification Yay. and I was like I was half asleep and it's like so and so like your root. First I was like, why is my phone like buzzing at two in the morning? This shit should be on do not disturb because I have it set that way. So yeah, that was the yeah, first yeah, thing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh like open the phone. I'm like, Ugh. and I look and I'm like, why does that name look familiar? I'm like, oh that's the author. Like, <laughs> the like, best way to start your point. day is a two star <laughs> review. <laughs> and I told him it's like I, I was like, oh, I mean he didn't say anything, he just liked it. And then moved on. I mean, it's, I think it's just an author's way of acknowledging their review. Um, there was nothing that came of it, but I, I posted on Twitter and I was like, not the author of my two star review liking. Uh, like, uh. I actually remember that tweet. Like, <laughs> yeah, because, and then it set off like this whole discourse. I was like, oh no, I, I introduced one of those topics into the Twitter space and here it goes. Everyone's like, oh my God, they shouldn't. And then like people are fighting, like, no, it's okay. It's acknowledging don't don't do that I'm like he didn't say anything he just liked it i'm not going to crucify this author for it okay it was a little weird because i'm like oh no two stars oh do you hate me because secretly i might be like i'm gonna fuck up your world but please like me please what a so wild that was my vibe to bring to the table holy shit i'm jackie am i wrong hey am i wrong definitely i'm gonna not. fuck up your world but you're gonna what? love me while no. i do it yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. You you kind of can't run from her. Mm. Like you try, and then she just like shuts you down, and you just have to take it and figure out how mm -hmm. to process it. And then you're getting coffee thirty minutes. Later I, I can't even that. run right now. So nope, Daggy. That's I'm that's stuck. why we're gonna watch all the horror movies. Like we're getting them out. <laughs> so I think when it comes to the review space, I think that's a general consensus of like as an author because a is also putting out you know her first book so we're getting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're starting to get feedback right neck alley i have control over the neck alley because i'm like i don't want you hyper focusing on that right but we're starting to get back and it's, it's generally good feedback but when you know a makes a comment like well i just i hope people like it i'm like people are gonna like it but people are also not gonna like it it's just sure. the reality that's how it is so you know if we get a one star we get a five star you have to accept both and just leave it at that. Yeah. And it's been really good. About. I told her I wanted a poster of all my one stars oh, made. Jeez. Okay. She, she asked Let's me. Let's get back on track here. As a newly published author, what we wanted to ask you about is 
there are lots of authors out there that have been in the game, either self-published or traditionally published, or there's a smaller house that we see it on Twitter all the time. They want to give out all this advice, but like they've been doing it for 10, 15 years. The industry has changed a lot. COVID helped with that. Social media has really changed the way we, we operate. So as somebody who's just about to come to the finish line, right? Your book is going to finally be released. It's out there for art stuff, but it's going to sell. What is your guidance, spirit guidance, whatever you want to call it, or like tips or just anything that you can tell to the author that's right behind you that might help them? Don't stop. You can't, you can't stop. It's so difficult getting published even like whether you're going indie or traditional the urge to throw in the towel and be like fuck it it's never going to happen to me it's going to happen to the next guy i've i've run a good race but it's just my num- my number's not it that mentality will kill you you can't stop you all like there's all, if, if it's not this book it's the next one you wrote this one and if this one doesn't sell, the next one will, or the one after that. Like, there's always another book. There's always another idea. I think that people get f- hyper fixated on this is the book of my heart, and if it's not this one, then I'm nothing. And like that mentality is so poisonous to creativity that it makes me want to scream. So my advice would be, please, please, for your sake, don't give up. I like that. Because I think that's, I mean, that's just guidance for life. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, really, like things are going to suck and then you just got to get over it. I mean, the medication helps me a lot with that. So. Straight up, straight up. It whiskey does. whiskey takes lying. me a fair distance. See, friends, already, because mm-hmm, alcohol saves lives. Yeah, um, I... And I like that you talked about, like, if it's not this book, you know, it's the next book. It also, you just have to think, maybe it's just not the right time. And he's a very well-known author, Neil Gaiman. Um, I watched his masterclass, and it's fantastic. But he's also talking about, like, you know, I tried to publish Coraline, and they didn't want to hear about it. But then 10 years later, all of a sudden, they want to hear about it, and it just took off, right? He's like, sometimes it's just not the time for that book. Mm-hmm. And that could be it for you. Like you wrote this book. It's beautiful. You love it. You're emotionally attached to it. That's great. But maybe that's not, and I hate to say this. Um, maybe it's not ready for the market. Or it's not market ready yet because there could be things. There could be cultural, socioeconomical things that are just kind of driving what people are interested in. And maybe this topic isn't it right now, but don't like get rid of it. Don't delete it. Don't throw it away. Save it. Try it again get this this other book out like you're saying so i like that advice for sure thank you (sighs) okay last but not least for this let's talk about your book again what do you hope that readers will not get like it like it's got to be like that deep but like what do you hope they take away from it and what do you hope that like the feedback that you're getting from them. You're just like, like, oh my God, it scared me. Or, oh my God, it's creepy. Or, oh my God, I peed myself. Like, what are you looking for? I am looking for readers to think to themselves for the first half of this book that it is a beautiful, 
love letter to the wilds, to the mountains, to the to the forest, to the backcountry, to camping, to backpacking, to people who have spent an afternoon outside and reveled in it. I want to connect with them because I am one of them. That's how I relax. I, I backpack and I camp and I love those outdoor spaces. Mm-hmm. I think they make the world a place worth living. And I want them to read the second half and think that maybe the memories that I buried are better left buried. Oh, shit, that is deep. Oh, that right there, that should have been your pitch. I'm not very good at this, (laughs) is the thing. So, like, (laughs) that's why I'm here. This is why I'm here, is that I'm good at this. You're focusing focusing the vision. I see it. I see it. Yeah, I'm like, because that right there, I'm like, wow. Um, I get tricked into hiking, but I'm still, I'm on board. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't trick you. Mm I asked you. It's not my fault you squirreled. I always squirreled like this, not my but fault. that's what I do. Exactly. And I used it to my advantage. Not my fault. Fine. I do like that. I, I like that description a lot. And I'm not kidding. Like that right there is probably the perfect pitch. But you don't need to pitch this book because it's, you know, it's published and it's, it's going to be out next month and people should be like reading it look for it like i would definitely say pre-order it i mean the cover is absolutely amazing i love horror covers when they're done like that i think yours is beautiful i the first <laughs> time i like, saw it the first time i saw it i was like wow that has like classic 1980s early 90s slasher horror vibes and i was a big mm-hmm. fan I, I like it yeah that's something that a um this I have one like random question because during the art part of this, you know, when A was trying to work with the artist for the cover, did you have a lot of say and input into it for yourself or was it more like guidance? I think I had a lot of input. I mean, this is the first time I've done anything, so I don't really have reference points, but my publishing company gave me sort of 10 concepts and I feel, and I, and I filled out like a, a thing about like, themes and metaphors and and vibes that the book had so that they could wrap that in like artistic concepts. Mm -hmm. They gave me 10 concepts. I was like, I like these three and they're like, great. The marketing department department likes these two. So we moved five to the second stage and then we came up with three. And then I was like, wow, I think number two is just like really solid, super excellent. And they were like, great. We're going with number one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Because at this okay. point, at this point, I wasn't the only owner of this book. It wasn't just a Word yeah. document on my computer. A publishing company had had purchased a piece of it and mm. a not inconsequential no, piece. So, like, they were like, yeah, the yeah. marketing department thinks uh, Concept One is really going to pop on shelves. So, that's the way it be. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. They it, were. It is a great, yeah. But it, it is good to hear that you were, had, you, you know, you had a part in this. Uh, that's not always the story. So that's like awesome to hear that you had, you know, you're saying they're taking your input and all that. So it's great. Um, <laughs> we, we hear horror stories, like, like actual real life horror stories where authors are like, I didn't even know that my book made it out. Like that's how disconnected they are. Wow. from the process. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just know it's had it. They've gone through the edits, but then they're like, they didn't even know that cover art was decided for them until they see it like pop up on Amazon. They're like, wait, what, where, where am I? Who is this? Um, so we, like, no, we... oh, sorry. I interrupted. 
no. I don't know when this episode is coming out, but like no spoilers. There is a alternate cover edition of the book being published that um, I didn't have control over. And when I saw it come out, I was blown away and like super impressed. But I could easily see the flip side of that being like shock and horror and dismay about like, I didn't even know that they were doing this. And like, mm. how like, I, I would have loved a chance to, to chip in early in the process and be like, hey, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. I mean, uh, it sounds like your publishing experience, though, with your government is majority good. Oh yeah, no, I have nothing. I I I think my no 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 no. I wasn't. Uh, yeah, my my experience with the publishing company was is been great. Yeah, and I think the way that it's being marketed right now and, and seeing it out there, I think like you you're one of the lucky ones. So good job, good like grats for you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Congrats you. Yeah. Awesome job with your publishing company. Like this is a big feat, and I think the way you described it is like they're they're doing sort of that anything justice. So that's what we care about you know we care about authors like having a say and stuff and it's that's what we want um a we kind of did something a little bit weird with hers uh just thinking outside of the box so a actually worked with a tattoo artist what her. oh i love yeah. that that's so yeah. rad a killed it mm -hmm. he killed it that's so and then exciting. we just worked with another tattoo artist as well who we just got like for yeah, the stickers. stickers. That, yeah. mm -hmm. Can you give me like They're a hint so of the cool. vibes of the cover or no? It's out there. It's on um, the um, so Is it? Yeah, oh, shit, it's already out. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Yeah, yeah, yeah link yeah. it to me. I want to see it. Yeah, it's like, um, oh my God. You're about to have her squirt yeah, hard. I, this, you can't do this to me. <laughs> Actually, if you go to our website, bdapublishing.com, um, it has it on there if you scroll down and it has like the meet the author thing. See, now I'm going to squirrel because I'm looking it's right okay. now. It's okay. Listen, we got time. You got time. We're here. I have so many links. Threads right there at the top. Let's go. Fuck Twitter. It sucks. <laughs> I'm going to, that's, that's going to be the soundbite that I cut and post. Is it Tainted Soul? Yes. Yo. Yeah. That looks so good. It really That's... like when he came back with the mock-up, I was like, Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. So you get this sort of different vibe exciting. when you're, you know, working with the different types of artists and this like using the tattoo artist was really cool. So that's something we're gonna try and explore more. Um yeah. is kind of because I mean this is they're artists, like people don't realize like they are still artists and they still draw and illustrate. Um, it's just that they take that and then put it on your body. Mm -hmm. now they don't have to do that stuff yeah. so you can you know you can get and they all have like different like vibes right they all have their different style feel what they're good at so you have like this huge pool to pick from you have this huge pool that's actually that's a great cool. idea because yeah. then you can also like involve the you can involve the artist in like like chapter headings and like if you want art in exactly. the book itself or yep. like on the inside cover mm -hmm. like no that's a really good idea yeah, and it creates such a unique relationship between the mm -hmm. author and the artist. So it's not it's not so much about the author filling out a character sheet and hoping that the artist understands what you're trying to portray. 
they actually can kind of just go through and explore and most of the times nail exactly because if you think about it that's what they do every single project right all the time and they take more care okay i'm not saying more like doing a comparison here to other artists not at all what i'm saying is because a tattoo artist knows that this is going to be permanently on your body there's a bit more um care involved in the design right yeah. and they want to hear your feedback and it's a back and forth they're used to that where i think a lot of graphic designers or, or illustrators they're not really they they take the feedback and they go with it but it's not that fluid sort of organic back and forth that tattoo artists are like where you can really define what the style should be or what you're looking for so we're just that's something that we're playing with and uh it's working out really well um so it's cool, but I, I think your your cover is really cool. I looked at, it, I was like, oh, I like this. I'm gonna. I didn't even read the synopsis. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like the mm-hmm. early '80s type movie posters that you would see because I, I love '80s horror movies. Mm-hmm. I think they're great hysterically sometimes. But uh, yeah. the Gate, we should watch the Gate. Hundred mm-hmm. percent should just torture Jackie into watching. Oh, what she's not gate? here right now. She can't hear us. The okay, gate. I'll put it on. I know. No, no, no. It's so, so it has, uh, what's his face from Blade? The very first Blade, Stephen Dorfenheim. Oh, that's some, 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 <laughs> As a kid, it's so bad. I'm pretty sure that it's man so was bad. born 80 years that old. Are, I don't I, think he had a childhood. I mean, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that are like, uh, uh, not Goonies. What's it called? The toilet, the toilet gremlins. They were at like a fair. Or like clowns from outer space. You are you are fully out on your own island with this reference, my dude. There, no, there's a movie with like a little like the poster. It's like oh, a little I gremlin know I, that's like out of a toilet. It's like, it, but it, there's like a fair and shit like that. Yeah, it has some like crazy name. I can't remember Wasn't the name of it. A, I watched the it a couple of nights ago. To the gremlins. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I have the. Yeah, like they have like all these creepy little things. It's not like the gremlins where they get mm-hmm. wet and then they turn into these really morbid looking creatures. But it's just Jackie. they're already like that. <laughs> hey, no, no, de- no decisions have been made for you while you've been away, and I don't want you to no, worry. No, no, no. Why are you tattling? Why are you tattling? Abe's gonna cut you. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't live anywhere near the Blue Ridge Mountains. A has connections. Damn it. Just saying. What? No, no, no. no. no, So, not at all. August 23rd, it releases. It goes full on. I think a lot of people are excited about it. Mm -hmm. Are you or have you been thinking about your next project? Yes. Are you going to share anything? So, uh, my agent and I have been on sub for a couple months now uh with my next project it is a it's a departure from the woodkin um it is a contemporary literary fiction about a um a cook in michelin starred restaurants in san francisco and new york uh struggling with codependency and addiction and it follows him uh it starts in uh high school at sort of the early formation and follows him for 10 years through some of the best kitchens in the world and what that does to a person 
That sounds Ooh. pretty interesting. Actually, I don't. I don't even. I don't read it's, literary fiction. It's a vibe. So I'm chef by trade. Um, so, oh, okay. I was gonna ask something. Like yeah, yeah. No, that's a key specific. piece of information. I could. I could have prefaced this with. Uh, <laughs> I'm a chef by trade, and uh, it's. I have a lot to say about the restaurant industry, and I say a lot of it in this book. And, um, it's a project that's very special to me because. I put a lot of my, like we all put ourselves into our characters. That's mm -hmm. how they become characters and that's how they become lifelike. But I, I cut a little close to the bone with this one. This character is a little like to the point where like my wife could not read it. My wife, my wife DNF oh. about 35 pages in because she was like, this is you. If you made every worst decision you could have possibly. Okay. So it's a very now interesting I'm... book. It's a good book. It's a different book from this one so make sure that when you pitch it you start off with my wife dnf'd it <laughs> i i will i will do that no i'm not i'm not even joking it, it's, if you're trying to really get out and portray that sort of the rawness of it the deepness of it, it there's no better way to say that like my partner who knows me on a very very deep level intimate level like it's too much for them yeah so i mean obviously don't be like my wife dnf'd stuff. it no you want it like i would just I would definitely play that into it. And I think a lot of people can connect to understand. We are all of us that are married. It is on, on sub, right, sub now? right now. Yeah. I wish, I mm -hmm. wish you luck. I Honestly, wish you like, so much luck. I hope, I hope. Pulling back to the conversation we had earlier about like shelving books. I'm genuinely, I'm wondering if this is the time for it because like right now in the market, rom-coms and erotica are experiencing like a golden age because I think post-pandemic people want happy books, like happy fluffy books, like people mm -hmm. want comfort reads and an upmarket literary fiction book about addiction and codependency and high pressure, stressful situations isn't exactly Colleen Hoover. <laughs> hey, 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 we do not mention Voldemort here. <laughs> Okay. We don't say that name. I don't know if you saw my post from the. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the other or the day. She is. She does not exist in our world. Yeah. Um. My twelve-year-old. She's almost thirteen. She was up here, like in my office, doing her schoolwork, and I don't even know how this came up. We were talking, but she's like, I was reading this book. I liked it, but then I like wasn't reading it. She's my daughter through and mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. uh, she squirrels hard. Uh, she's like, I, I yeah, I put it down. It was like it started off really cool. I'm like, well. Like, what was it about? You know, maybe find the book. I don't even know where she got it from. And then she proceeds to describe the opening of Verity by Colleen Hoover. No. And I'm like, I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, yeah, because in the beginning, like, the guy gets hit by the bus and his, like, head explodes. And like, everyone <laughs> just ignore it. So I, I like, yeah, that's how it starts, right? And then she's like, yeah, yeah, I didn't really get that far past that. I'm like, okay, good because you're not going to she thought it was a horror and i realized there that stir is just a horror nut yeah. but she's that horror nut that's really skittish she made me buy her mind, mind hunters you know the the netflix series yeah is it netflix? i don't know whatever yeah, netflix. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's it's all based on true events and it's based on how the fbi came to profiling but there's a book it's based on a book it's a true crime book and it's the guy that started smart reading it and she's like, can I get this book? I'm like, do you even know what this is about? She's like, yeah. It's about FBI, the profiles, like serial killers. I'm like, right. Are, do you and you read? want this. Yeah. And I'm like, you want to read this? And she goes, yeah. 
the only reason I bought it is because like I was kind of looking at it. I, I wanted to read it. So I'm like, all right, cool. If you don't like it, just give it back to me. <laughs> and she read the whole thing. Really? She read. Mm-hmm. She liked it. So true, true crime of the most sadistic shit out there. She's like, this is great. I love this. So mm, chef's kiss. I recently yeah. read so, the first true crime book I've ever read, which was because uh, like I never really dabbled in true crime. So I recently mm-hmm. read In Cold Blood. Um, and mm-hmm. oh, that's really good. It's really, well, I went into it really not weird. really expecting anything. Like I've heard about it. Obviously, you've heard about it in in Cold Blood, and then I read it, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah, it goes from like twenty. Like you're just mm-hmm. like kind of right there, and then you're just like, okay, wait, what? 100%. How did I get here? A hundred percent within like two pages. It's so it's if crazy. you're like not if you haven't dabbled in a lot of true crime, this is the first one. I can point you in the right direction of it's fictionalized nonfiction true crime. Oh, hunting mm-hmm. the boogeyman. That one. Wait, is yeah. it hunting the boogeyman or chasing the boogeyman? I think it's chasing, chasing, yeah. chasing, yeah. Welcome to my TED Talk about why that book is bullshit. Listen to me. <laughs> that is the most boring 105 pages of a book I have ever read. I think it's more than 105 pages. No, I, I know. Even, I only I got 105 pages yet. into it this... before I was like, this book sucks low-key, and it's going on my bookshelf unfinished. So it starts off, oh. like, it starts off like, okay, cool. Then it's like this, this ton of exposition. So much exposition. The oh, way it ends, though, um, I think it's also cool because where he's talking about is not far from us. All right, um, that's pretty being cool. The, being in the DMV area, it's a part of Maryland that we've probably all been to. Um, but I just thought it was interesting, and I did some research on the, like, the info that he put in there because he was going to school to be a journalist or some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, but I like that. I Actually, I gave it three stars, so it wasn't – I gave it the week like – no, I gave it like I finished it. I didn't hate it. I like the concept. That's three stars. Um, but I, I started looking into that sort of fictionalized nonfiction mm-hmm. when it comes because there's a lot of that in true crime because it's people saying this is how I remember it. His was more upfront. Like I had a lot going on in my head, um, so I'm not saying this is how it happened, but hear me out. Other ones are where it's like, this is my take on it. It's not necessarily like how it happened, but I, this is how I remember it. And those are kind of cool to me because it's like a memoir, but it's fiction, but it's based on true events. There's something trippy about it. I, Everyone's I bought, looking at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> I bought Chasing the Boogeyman at the same time I bought The Boy Who Drew Monsters. And so I, I DNF'd <laughs> Chasing the Boogeyman and I went into The Boy Who Drew Monsters and that book blew chasing the boogeyman fully fully out of the water yeah it's just a lot oh of people boy. i know a lot of people know chasing the boogeyman because the marketing on that was fantastic true it doesn't hurt also that he writes a lot of stuff with stephen king so there's that hey listen smoke if you got him yeah cool okay so we have a lit thick contemporary i really i really hope it gets it gets picked up off sub to be honest, because that kind of stuff does need to be in the market right now. It's, with, it does a, it's well. with an editor that I and... think will. I mean, if if this editor doesn't like it, then it's not the time. You know, like it's it's not. I don't mm-hmm. believe in one shot or yeah. nothing. But it's with an editor mm-hmm. who works at a major publication who was a line cook early in their career and then transitioned to writing. So, like, if this book doesn't bridge the gap for that person, 
then it's just it's just not the time. And then I'll shout oh. and we'll do something else. I got other books. I I think that's such a great like when you have somebody reading that has like personal experience with it, they they have the context, right? Yeah. So because I think people that would how who it would be marketed to is that kind of niche audience. I I think I think it'll get picked up off sub. I hope. So. I mean, I, hope I it believe works it'll be picked up off sub. But I mean, if you're feeling yeah, because like that would be pretty great. Do you have any other projects? I don't even she like lit things. Uh, yeah, I but I would read a, it. I have a YA horror book. Uh, called Through Man, the Wild Branch Door. I really am. I love it. <laughs> He's like, hold my beer. So how so how do you go from adult horror to YA horror? Because that's such a that's such a big leap. That's not like going from adult fantasy so my to take, YA my... fantasy. It's I'm like so two sorry, different conventions. No, you're my no, take you're on fine. it. I'm gonna edit her out. <laughs> God, my my there's there's a lot of views on the YA spectrum of writing because it's so it takes up so much space in the market right now. My personal mm-hmm. view on it is if the character knows who they are already, it's new adult or adult. If the character changes who they are during the book, it's YA. Because the portion of my life that I define as young adult was the portion of my life that was changing so rapidly I couldn't keep up with it. I love how he's like, you know, this industry accepted definition. It's bullshit. <laughs> Let me give you the true definition. Yeah. I said my I take. I prefaced it. I respect it. I love anyone that comes out like, you know what? No, that's fucking wrong. Let me tell you how it is. Because I'm that person. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm for it. Why you stupid, stupid people? That's not what it's about. Let me tell you. Yours makes more sense. I like your definition better. <laughs> to answer your question, though, A, I found it um, refreshing because writing writing a point of view from a character that was changing so rapidly allowed me to change the narration through the book. Like, not not in, like, okay. strongly sequestered pieces. Like, the narration in Act 1 is different from Act 2 than Act 3, but, like, it gave me the ability to mm-hmm. be flexible with the voice of the narrator, which was a lot of fun for me. Okay. That's actually, that's really cool. That sounds pretty cool. So that's just something you're working on or is that something that you're trying to push as well? Uh, that's third round revisions, potentially early 2024. We'll see. We'll see how it Oh, goes. okay. That's quick. Yeah. That's, that's pretty soon. Yeah. I like that. Well, congratulations and best of luck for you. Um, all that. That's amazing. Thank you. That you're just like, I got it all is. these books. I got them lined up. You don't understand. Like some <laughs> authors are like, I did the first one. But that's that's the thing is like you write one, you can write another. Like people really get hung up on this is the book of my heart. It's this or nothing. It's like it's not, my dude. Like write a second, a third, a fourth. Like by the time you write X number of books, like they aren't so precious. That's fair. I think that's it. It may sound a little harsh to authors out there. Like oh my god, my baby. Like no, but like your baby is ugly. It's okay. They're all <laughs> ugly. <laughs> oh my god but like it's gonna be good you don't you're not gonna leave it in a dumpster like you're gonna take it with you right yeah. right yeah okay yeah so it's gonna be fine keep it but like maybe have another one oh with better jeans <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's just all about the campbell you know like oh my god okay all right <laughs> 
on that note, I think um, I've reached the point where I'm going to offend lots of people. So we're just going to close it out. All right. Alistair James, you have the Woodkin, the Woodkin that comes out August 23rd. I assume people can pre-order it now from like anywhere or is it the special Amazon? Where are we going? I always prefer people go to their local bookstores and ask first. Uh, the book is also available oh. on Amazon and Walmart next to the diapers and guns. Oh, for real. I'm so oh, done with you. I'm so done. Oh, my God. It's either the electronics aisle or the guns and diapers. There's Listen, no I went to school in the yeah. South. I know it's exactly like what's in those Walmart super centers. It's, it's guns, books, diapers, cell phones behind glass cages. That is true. Yes. Oh, and the formula. They're, they're not behind glass. Yeah, they got to lock yeah, up the formula. They're locked up now, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, because God forbid you can <laughs> babies, but. Fair. The one, listen, so, the, <laughs> the one rule that I have as a human being for anybody on the planet is if you see somebody stealing baby formula, no, you did not. No. You didn't. Yeah. It's 100%. like the Appalachians. No, you didn't. Oh, I, I'm. Oh, you see them? No, you didn't. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Let them go live their best life. I also look at it yeah. like, wow, that doesn't affect my life whatsoever. In I'm the slightest. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to keep See, going See, that's day. what happens. Yeah. yeah, but see, that's what happens when you mind yeah. your business, though. There's not enough of mind your business. I like my business, but A says that I don't really. But she doesn't understand. Like, I like to watch. No, 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 no. No, no, no. So, you know you know the, the theme, Bestie Fix Your Face. You ever heard that? She is the walking. She is that walking meme. Where, like, she would get us in fights because somebody would take offense to the way that she's looking at them. Mm-hmm. And she's just curious. I can't control what she's, my face is. It's all there. Oh. I'm sorry. But if yeah. you're going to do ridiculous things in public, then I it's my right to judge you internally from afar. Anyway. So the, the Woodkin by uh, the Woodkin. I'm like, like not pronouncing anything right. My enunciation's like, mm, we don't do that anymore. So the Woodkin... Alexander James, August 23rd. You can pre-order it now. I'm, I, I think you should. Especially if you like horror. I'm like game. Sometimes with horror, I wouldn't even read the synopsis. I'm like, oh my god, that cover's great, and I'm buy it. And I do it. I have a whole pile of them. I mean, I would 100% do it. Is somebody that's hiked the Appalachian Trail from Georgia up? Oh yeah, I'd buy something yeah, like that. Because that's, that's like you're bringing in a lot of experiences that a lot people can relate to, right? Um so I, I think it's it's going to be great. So everyone, August 23rd, pre-order it. It's coming out soon. I want to thank you for joining us on this absolute shit show because that's all we do. <laughs> and it's our first one back in a while, so it's even more so. I mean, I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to leave this and be like, oh, my God, these bitches are crazy. <laughs> They're legit. Hey, don't say we. Bitch, you're with us too. I'm just, I'm just here as a guest. Okay, I'm just here. Don't eyeball me like that. See, now I'm gonna get yelled at. I don't even do Jackie. Don't go. Don't don't look at her. Jackie, she can't help you. Yeah, I'm I'm like half asleep right now because I woke up at like 3:30 in the morning and. I was teaching it's been all day. A long, so. It's been yeah. a long day for us. It's we didn't very long day. like almost five. Oof. And I remember we got out, we texted A, we're like, hey, we're driving home now. She's like, 
you you just got out like what the fuck i'm like yeah we've been here since six and we're just leaving now that kind of day mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. it's fine so anyway amazing august 23rd i was like this is so much fun and i'm actually really 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 happy that this was our sort of first episode back after taking our break because a lot of fun a lot of fun <laughs> so thank you um Alexander said you can find it, go to your local bookstore, ask for it. I would say do that for any sort of smaller published or indie published. Like go to your bookstore, bookstore and, and inquire about it because that's going to help. You know, it's going to get once they request it, that's going to get more people to look at it. You know, and also readers out there, if you pick up his book, gonna... review it. Read yeah. it, review it. Your reviews help. don't have to be a thesis. It could literally just be like, I really like this apple tree guy. He's amazing. Five stars. That's fine. It just, it helps the authors. It helps the books. And also, if you want to go a little bit more into yeah. detail, like, give, write your review to other readers. Tell them what you enjoyed about it or maybe what you didn't enjoy about it so that they can have, you know, a better picture going in. Um, yeah, help, help diversify horror bookshelves because they're really really bland right yes. now like <laughs> gross want to see variety there's only so yes. much Get more Stephen authors King on can shelves. do <laughs> and his son yes I'm tired of four shelves of just Joe Hill and Stephen King they're amazing don't get me give wrong me, they are amazing they have stuff. earned their place Yeah, but we could also add a shelf for some other authors. Listen, if you're not okay. if you're not reading Stephen Graham Jones or Clay McLeod Chapman or Paul Tremblay, like these people are shaping horror into the future, and you are behind the wave. Named off a bunch of really big names there, important names. What's your favorite subgenre in horror? Wow. See, he made he made the face I made when I was like, "Oh, there's subgenres. It's not just this horror and this horror." <laughs> I love horror that tricks you into thinking it's not horror. People, too many people, okay. too many people think that horror is the whole song, but horror is the minor keys that drift into the song when you're not paying attention, and then all of a sudden. You're someplace else. It's the books that, like it's, that it's the books that change in the middle, and suddenly they are they they go from not horror to horror in a way that you don't really understand how you went from A to B. So like a house with good bones yes. by Kingfisher, or Mayfly by C.J. Lead. That is probably my top read of the year because it is just it is a beautiful story. It is heart wrenching. But it's also absolutely terrifying. But how you get there, you're like some the whole time you're like something's not something's not right. Something's mm -hmm. not right. And you're like, holy shit! She just ate an eyeball. <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay, we're gonna close out here. But I lied. I'm gonna ask you one more question because this is the question that's gonna determine if you get canceled or not. Do you believe in cozy horror? Yeah, for sure. That's my sound bite. I'm going for it. All right, everyone. <laughs> You're getting canceled. <laughs> You're getting canceled. I, I love cozy horror. I love cozy. I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm all for it. I like to like poke the hornet's nest too. When that came out, I was like, Oh God, we're talking about this now. Let me tell you all of my opinions. 
All right, everyone. Um, thank you, DNF Happy Hour. We are back. We're going to have more episodes. Um, and then we will be back with Read, Watch, or DNF with finally The Princess Bride. <gasps> the long-awaited. Mm-hmm. I have never, this is my first time reading it, and I've never watched the movie, so... I rewatched that movie the other day because I was sick and I just needed to feel good about myself and the world. And that movie slaps so much ass, it's crazy. (laughs) I love the movie. I have loved the movie for as long as I can remember. This was the first time I read the book and I still love the movie. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, Cozy Horror and uh, The Princess Bride. But, you know, until next time, bye. Bye.